Welcome to Faith Center Foursquare Church's Message of the Week. For more information on the church or ministry, head on over to our website, eurekafaithcenter.org, or find us on Facebook or Instagram. Now, we hope you enjoy this message. Good evening, Faith Center. How are you guys doing tonight? Welcome in. Come on in. Come and find a seat. I am so honored to be able to worship with you tonight. Tonight we get to participate in communion together. If you didn't grab communion on your way in, um, make sure you grab some now. If you're joining us online, go ahead and grab something that you have there, some crackers or water or um, juice or bread or whatever you have, just grab that. And we're gonna take communion together um, as we read scripture together tonight. Tonight we're gonna honor the Lord um, as he prepares our hearts to remember his sacrifice, his radical sacrifice for us. Amen. So tonight we'll be reading from the book of Mark. And you'll see some staff members up here reading, some pastors up here reading. Um, and we felt it was really important to get back to the basics, to get back to the scriptures. So if you want to grab a Bible, there's Bibles under your chairs. You can grab the one that you brought with you or your iPhone or whatever you have. And we'll be in the book of Mark. Chapter 14 is where we're going to start tonight. Father God, I thank you for this time together, Lord. I thank you that we get to honor your sacrifice, Lord Jesus. That we get to remember that you knew you were going to die. And you spent those days loving people. You spent those days washing feet. You spent those days bringing glory and honor to the creator of the universe. You knew you were going to die, and that is how you spent your time, Lord. Father, help us to honor and remember that tonight together as we read your word. In your name, amen. Amen. Mark 14, verse 1. Now the Passover and the festival of unleavened bread were only two days away, and the chief priests and the teachers of the law were scheming to arrest Jesus secretly and kill him. But not during the festival, they said, or the people will riot. While he was in Bethany, reclining at the table in the home of Simon the leper, a woman came with an alabaster jar of very expensive perfume. She broke the jar and poured the perfume on his head. Some of those present were saying indignantly to one another, why waste this perfume? It could have been sold for more than a year's worth of wages, and the money could have been given to the poor, and they rebuked her harshly. Jesus said, leave her alone. Why are you bothering her? She has done a beautiful thing to me. The poor you will always have with you, and you can help them anytime you want, but you will not always have me. She did what she could. She poured perfume on my body beforehand to prepare for my burial. Truly, I tell you, whatever the gospel is preached throughout the world, what she has done will also be told in memory of her. Then Judas Iscariot, one of the twelve, went to the chief priests to betray Jesus to them. They were delighted to hear this and promised to give him money, so he watched for an opportunity to hand Jesus over. 
On the first day of the festival of unleavened bread, when it was customary to sacrifice the Passover lamb, Jesus' disciples asked him, Where do you want us to go and make preparations for you to eat the Passover? So he sent two of his disciples to them, telling them, Go into the city, and a man carrying a jar of water will meet you. Follow him. Say to the owner of the house he enters, the teacher asks, Where is my guest room? Where may I eat the Passover with my disciples? He will show you a large room upstairs, furnished and ready. Make preparations for us there. The, the disciples left, went into the city, and found things just as Jesus had told them. So they prepared for the Passover. When evening came, Jesus arrived with the twelve. While they were reclining at the table eating, he said, Truly I tell you, one of you will betray me, one who is eating with me. They were saddened, and one by one they said to him, Surely you don't mean me. It is one of the twelve, he replied, one who dips bread into the bowl with me. The Son of Man will go just as it is written about him, but woe to that man who betrays the Son of Man. It would be better for him if he had not been born. While they were eating, and together we do this, Jesus took the bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it. He gave it to his disciples, saying, Take it. This is my body. This is the body of Christ. Thank you, Lord. Go ahead and take the bread together. Then he took a cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, and they all drank from it. This is my blood of the new and everlasting covenant, which is poured out for many, he said to them. Truly I tell you, I will not drink again from the fruit of the vine until that day when I drink in the new kingdom of God. Go ahead and take the cup together. This is the blood of Christ. Thank you, Lord, for your blood. You will all fall away, for it is written, I will strike the shepherd, and the sheep will be scattered. But after I have risen, I will go ahead of you into Galilee. Even if I fall away, I will not. Truly I tell you, today, yes, tonight, before the rooster crows twice, you yourself will disown me three times. But Peter insisted emphatically, even if I have to die with you, I will never disown you. And all the others said the same. They went to a place called Gethsemane, and Jesus said to his disciples, sit here while I pray. He took Peter, James, and John along with him, and he began to be deeply distressed and troubled. My soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death, he said to them. Stay here and keep watch. Going a little farther, he fell to the ground and prayed that, if possible, the hour might pass from him. Abba, Father, everything is possible for you. Take this cup from me, yet not what I will, but what you will. Then he returned to his disciples and found them sleeping. Simon, are you asleep? Could you not keep watch for one hour? Watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing 
but the flesh is weak. Once more he went away and prayed the same thing. When he came back, he again found them sleeping because their eyes were heavy. They did not know what to say to him. Returning the third time, he said to them, Are you still sleeping and resting? Enough! The hour has come. Look, the Son of Man is delivered into the hands of sinners. Rise, let us go. Here comes my betrayer. Just as he was speaking, Judas, one of the twelve, appeared. With him was a crowd armed with swords and clubs, sent from the chief priests, the teachers of the law, and the elders. Now the betrayer had arranged a signal with them. The one I kiss is the man. Arrest him and lead him away under guard. Going at once to Jesus, Judas said, Rabbi, and kissed him. The men seized Jesus and arrested him. Then one of those standing near drew his sword and struck the servant of the high priest, cutting off his ear. Am I leading a rebellion that you come out with swords and clubs to capture me? Every day I was with you teaching in the temple courts, and you did not arrest me, but the scriptures must be fulfilled. Then everyone deserted him and fled. A young man wearing nothing but a linen garment was following Jesus. When they seized him, he fled naked, leaving his garment behind. They took Jesus to the high priest, and all the chief priests, the elders, and the teachers of the law came together. Peter followed him at a distance, right into the courtyard of the high priest. There he sat with the guards and warmed himself at the fire. The chief priests and the whole Sanhedrin were looking for evidence against Jesus so that they could put him to death. But they did not find any. Many testified falsely against him, but their statements did not agree. Then some stood up and gave this false testimony against him. We'd heard, we heard him say, I will destroy this temple made with human hands, and in three days we'll build another not made with hands. Yet even then their testimonies did not agree. Then the high priest stood up before them and asked Jesus, Are you not going to answer? What is this testimony that these men are bringing against you? But Jesus remained silent and gave no answer. Again the high priest asked him, are you the Messiah, the Son of the Blessed One? I am, and you will see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of the Mighty One and coming on the clouds of heaven. The high priest tore his clothes. Why do we need any more witnesses, he asked. You have heard the blasphemy. What do you think? They all condemned him as worthy of death. Then some began to spit at him. They blindfolded him, struck him with their fists, and said, Prophesy! And the guards took him and beat him. While Peter was below in the courtyard, one of the servant girls of the high priest came by. When she saw Peter warming himself, she looked closely at him. You also were with that Nazarene, Jesus, she said. But he denied it. I don't know or understand what you're talking about, he said and went out into the entryway. When the servant girl saw him there, she said again to those standing around, this fellow is one of them. Again, he denied it. After a little while, those standing near said to Peter, 
Surely you are one of them, for you are a Galilean. He began to call down curses, and he swore to them, I don't know this man you're talking about. Immediately the rooster crowed the second time. Then Peter remembered the word Jesus had spoke to him. Before the rooster crows twice, you will disown me three times. And he broke down and wept. Very early in the morning, the chief priests with the elders, the teachers of the law, the whole Sanhedrin made their plans. So they bound Jesus, led him away, and handed him over to Pilate. Are you the king of the Jews? asked Pilate. Jesus replied, you have said so. The chief priests accused him of so many things. So again, Pilate asked him, aren't you going to answer? See how many things they are accusing you of. But Jesus still made no reply, and Pilate was amazed. Now it was the custom at the festival to release a prisoner whom the people requested. A man called Barabbas was in prison with the insurrectionists who had committed murder in the uprising. The crowd came up and asked Pilate to do for them what he usually did. Do you want me to release to you the king of the Jews? asked Pilate, knowing it was out of self-interest that the chief priests had handed over Jesus to him. But the chief priests stirred up the crowd to have Pilate release Barabbas instead. What shall I do then with the one you call the king of the Jews? Pilate asked them. Crucify him, they shouted. Why? What crime has he committed? asked Pilate. But they shouted all the louder, crucify him. Wanting to satisfy the crowd, Pilate released Barabbas to them. He had Jesus flogged and handed him over to be crucified. The soldiers led Jesus away into the palace and called together the whole company of soldiers. They put a purple robe on him, then twisted together a crown of thorns and set it on him. And they began to call out to him, Hail, King of the Jews! Again and again they struck him on the head with the staff and spit on him. Falling on their knees, they paid homage to him. And when they had mocked him, they took off the purple robe and put his own clothes on him. Then they led him out to crucify him. A certain man from Cyrene, Simon, the father of Alexander and Rufus, was passing by on his way from the country, and they forced him to carry the cross. They brought Jesus to the place called Golgotha, which means the place of the skull. Then they offered him wine mixed with myrrh, but he did not take it, and they crucified him. Dividing up his clothes, they cast lots to see what each would get. It was nine in the morning when they crucified him. The written notice of the charge against him read, The King of the Jews. They crucified two rebels with him, one on his right and one on his left. Those who passed by hurled insults at him, shaking their heads and saying, So you are who was destroying the temple built in three days. Come down from the cross and save yourself. In the same way, the chief priests and the teachers of the law mocked him among themselves. He saved others, they said, but he can't save himself. Let this Messiah, the King of Israel, come down now from the cross that we may see and believe. Those who crucified him also heaped insults. Those who were crucified with him also heaped insults on him. At noon, darkness came over the whole land until three in the afternoon. And at three in the afternoon, Jesus cried out in a loud voice, Eloi, Eloi, lama sabachthani, which means, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? When some of those standing near heard this, they said, listen, he's calling Elijah. Someone ran, filled a sponge with wine vinegar, put it on a staff and offered it to Jesus to drink. Now leave him alone. Let's see if Elijah comes to take him down, he said. With a loud cry, Jesus breathed his last. The curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. And when the centurion who stood there in front of Jesus saw how he died, he said, surely this man was the son of God.
I'm going to read Psalm 22. I want to say a little about that before I do, though. Psalm 22 is a psalm of David. It was written maybe 800 years before the crucifixion. You'll recognize some of these words as you hear this because Jesus spoke some of these words. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from saving me? So far from my cries of anguish. My God, I cry out by day, but you do not answer by night, but I find no rest. Yet you are enthroned as the Holy One. You are the one Israel praises. In you our ancestors put their trust. They trusted and you delivered them. To you they cried out and were saved. In you they trusted and were not put to shame. But I am a worm and not a man. Scorned by everyone. Despised by the people. All who see me mock me. They hurl insults, shaking their heads. He trusts in the Lord, they say. Let the Lord rescue him. Let him deliver him, since he delights in him. Yet you brought me out of the womb. You made me trust in you, even at my mother's breast. From birth, I was cast on you. From my mother's womb, you have been my God. Do not be far from me, for trouble is near, and there is no one to help. Many bulls surround me, strong bulls of Bashan encircle me, roaring lions that tear their prey open, their mouths wide against me. I am poured out like water, and all my bones are out of joint. My heart has turned to wax. It has melted within me. My mouth is dried up like a pot sherd, and my tongue sticks to the roof of my mouth. You lay me in the dust of death. Dogs surround me. A pack of villains encircles me. They pierce my hands and my feet. All my bones are on display. People stare and gloat over me. They divide my clothes among them and cast lots from my garment. But you, Lord, do not be far from me. You are my strength. Lord Jesus. Lord, we thank you. We thank you that you suffered and that you died. Because without that, Lord, we do not have forgiveness of sin. But you took it all upon yourself so that we can be free of sin and death. We can walk free of guilt and shame because you are willing. You paid it all. Thank you, Lord. While our heads are bowed, This is a moment that the Holy Spirit uses to speak to us. 
And you know a moment can change everything. And so I want to ask you if the Holy Spirit's been speaking to you as you've heard God's word, as you've listened and sang. Is the Holy Spirit prompting you to say yes to Jesus? To begin a journey with him. He died for you. He died for me. He died for the whole world. So that all who will can come. While our heads are bowed and, and we're not looking around, I just I wonder if there's anybody that did tonight would say, you know, Jesus, this is going to be the best Easter ever because I get to come to Easter knowing that you are my Lord and Savior. Would you say yes to him tonight by raising your hand? And I just want to pray with you. I see all those hands. Thank you. Thank you. Lord Jesus, you can put your hands down. Lord Jesus, these hands that are raised are saying yes to you, Lord. They understand the sacrifice that you have made. And Lord, as they have responded to the call of your Holy Spirit, I pray that this would be the very best Easter that they have ever experienced, Lord. That, that this would be a, a, a time of just celebrating your, your, your resurrection, Lord. As we prepare to come this weekend, Lord, we thank you. We thank you that you died and that you rose. And Lord, for each one of these now, I want to pray for them. Just quietly to yourself, just repeat this. Lord Jesus, I come to you. I surrender my life to you. I thank you that you died on the cross for me. Forgive me of my sin and help me by your spirit to follow you I love you I love you thank you Jesus amen